Hey, this is Dave again from CheapWineFinder.com with another companion podcast. And um, actually, if you're listening to this on the new Apple podcast module, if you click the, um, the little button on top where lyrics for songs normally come up, um, the review on the cheapwinefinder.com uh, website will come up as the companion to this. So this actually now is a companion podcast because you can read the review and uh, and hear me babble on all the same time, which is, you know, a twofer. Uh, there you go. And today we've got a wine uh, from Spain, Jamia, Spain, and it is called Time Waits for No One Monastril 2017. And the reason uh, we have a monastrel here from Spain, Jamia, which is in southeast Spain, um, it's in an area that's kind of uh, on a plateau. Uh, to the west is the mountain range, and to the east is the Mediterranean Ocean, and it's neither. Uh, it's a warmer area. Um, so the grapes there are not your typical grapes. That's why monastrel is like 85% of the grapes grown in Jamia is monastrel. I mean, the, growing, growing conditions aren't the same as you're going to get for, you know, like uh, coastal ones with the cool breezes and all that. You're really not getting the cool breezes. This is a warmer area. And the reason we have this here, because Halloween is coming up. This is the middle of uh, October. And the time waits for no one, Monastrell, has a skull and crossbones on the label. And I can't decide if it is actually a pirate skull and crossbones or the universal sign for poison, which is kind of a weird thing to put on a label of something you're going to drink. But it's got a skull and crossbones. And, you know, there we go. It's a white label, black skull and crossbones, got red letters, which is very fancy Spanish, you know, modern Spanish artwork. It's got that flair, even though it's simple. And it is a monastery from Spain, from Jamia. Uh, and Jamia has a um, history that goes back to the Phoenicians. I mean, they've been growing uh, grapes there forever, and they've been growing monastery there for like 1,500 years. You know, any grape that's been still grown after all this length of time's got to have something going for it. You know, it's things don't last forever just because. So there we go. So we have um, what on the surface is a Halloween wine, and I actually found it at um, Costco of all places for nine ninety nine. And I looked on the web to see what kind of deal you got because Costco has like a fifteen percent markup on everything, so it's you know much cheaper. I mean, some wines uh, shops can mark it up like a third, so fifteen percent is is a good chunk. And the prices are all over the place. Uh, one was twenty five bucks. That might have been Canada. I'm not sure what the exchange rate is right now, but it was like from nineteen to some for twelve. So um, this is a kind of not so much a cheap wine as it's just cheap at Costco, um, though cheap is our favorite. So there we go. And um, the one thing about it is that this isn't really a new world wine, so to speak. You know, there used to be a, a big debate about old world wines and new world wines, and that's kind of not over a little bit because uh, new world wines are more fruit forward and, you know, the tannins are more integrated and the acidity is more, you know, specially balanced. And the um, old world wines had a lot of structure and the structure is as important as the, as the flavors. Everything had their own space, and everything was equally important. 
And this one really tastes Spanish. You're not going to think this is, you know, Central Coast. This one's got that earthiness to it. It's got, you know, even some raisin and plum flavors. And, um, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's a little bit hard to tackle a little bit, but as it opens up, it gets more lush flavors and opulent and kind of, kind of digging it a little bit. At first I was going, Hmm, what's this all about? I'm going to take a sip and just because, um, just because. Yeah, let it open up. Um, you get a little more of the chocolate. You get a little more of the uh, luscious of the of the blackberry. Um, this one, this this uh, the time waits for no one. Monastro, um for Decanter Magazine got ninety five points for um you know well for a wine that I found for ten bucks nine ninety nine, and Wine Spectator uh, gave like the two thousand fifteen uh, vintage uh, eighty one points. <laughs> so it's 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 one of those wines. It's um you love it or you hate it. You know it's it's like what's going on here. And I can see it because it's it it isn't easy. It isn't like a little puppy dog wagging its tail. It kind of has some flavors that you it, it dares you to like. And once you kind of you know after a couple of sips and after it kind of grows on you, it kind of tastes really really interesting. It's got personality. It's got some. It's grown up wine. You know, it's not just easy to drink. It's not just fruity. It's not just you know. It's got tannins. It's got a lot of things. It's got spice, but not the usual happy, like baking spice or candy spice. This has got like, you know, stuff from, you know, the, the Orient or whatever. I'm going to take another sip because I want to talk about it a little bit more and want to remember. Yeah, as it opens up even more, um, it gets a richness to it. You know, so at first I bought this thing because I, I wanted skull and crossbones because I want a Halloween wine. You know, you want appropriate wines for Halloween. You don't really want to buy a wine that's made for Halloween itself because, you know, why would you want to buy a wine that's the, it's made to be purchased for one day a year when wines last for, even young wines last for two years? It doesn't make sense. They obviously don't care about what's in the bottle. So you want to get a wine that's appropriate for Halloween, but, um, isn't Halloween necessarily. And I'm not so sure this is a party wine. This is the Halloween, you know, after the kids have, you know, gone trick-or-treating and you're sitting at home and the doorbells quit ringing because they're yelling trick-or-treat and you turn the light out and you just open up a wine because it's starting to get cold because it's going to be November in a day or so and you want to sit back and enjoy a bottle of wine. This is This might be more of that and it's got a little bit of a, Skull and crossbones, just to let you know that you know life is short and enjoy it. So there we go. I, I bought a, a wine that I thought was a uh, Halloween party wine, and I got a serious, very Spanish, um, maybe difficult to get your head around. But once you do, it's worthwhile. A Monastro, time waits for no one. Uh, their website, they have a. That's all they do is Monastro. And the difference is oak. This one's in American oak for six months. The other ones are more uh, oak, um, though uh, with American oak, I think the shorter is the better sometimes. And different labels with skulls, different types of skulls. The whole the whole thing is skull-based wine, supposedly because they want you to think about, you know, not wasting your time and making the most out of every day, you know, by drinking wine and getting drunk. Yeah, that's good. But um, there you go. It's Halloween. 
that's got skull and crossbones. I don't know if it's pirate. I don't know if it's a poison warning. Uh, but I do know that the more I drink it, the more I like it. And that's it for me. Um, until the next time, I'm going to find at least one more Halloween wine. Uh, I can think of another one that I know is a party wine. So maybe we'll get a party wine the next time. And that's it for me. I'll keep it cheap. Um, and I'll talk to you a little bit. Adios and bye-bye.